Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I am joined today by three people who are going to be familiar to all of you who are regular listeners of the podcast. I'm joined by Rob Crampton, Leslie Muller, and Patty Calkins. And you might notice a theme here. All of these therapists <laughs> are from Richmond, Virginia, or the near vicinity. So we are going to dive in and talk to each one of them. Rob, why don't we start with you? Why don't you introduce yourselves? Tell us about your business. Yeah. My name's Rob Crampton. I'm the owner and uh, CEO of uh, James River Myofascial Release. Uh, I've been um, in business for at least 10 years. Where's the time gone? <laughs> I know. That was when I first took my first MFR1 class and only had one year of massage prior to that. So I'm blessed in that sense that I basically just jumped into the whole MFR ship early on. And Amazing. Leslie, you want to go next? Oh, sure. I'm Leslie Muller and my mind went blank. Sorry, y'all. So I've been an MFR therapist for about 12 years, but not solely MFR until the last three years, starting in 21. I, can I say CEO? I'm CEO. Yeah. <laughs> I not steal from wrong. Is um, resonance, myofascial release. And that's my practice. It's from my home treatment room and I'm north of the city of Richmond. And I, just absolutely love what I do. And I'm super grateful to be doing it every day. And I wouldn't be doing it every day if it wasn't for coaching, but it is MFR is the most fulfilling work I've ever done. And I've done different things in life, but um, it's just where it's at. So I love I'm it. All in. Great. Patty. I'm Patty Calkins. And I'm the owner, I guess the CEO also, I can be whatever I am of exhale myofascial release and i'm in kind of in the center of richmond that i have had this business for a couple of years i was a physical therapist assistant i still am and that's what brought me to myofascial release and i took my first class with rob amazing years ago or so 11 i think now okay awesome okay so the other cool thing you guys have in common or i have in common with you is you have all been my MFR therapist. Oh, true. Yeah. So, true. Yeah. So that's fun. So I have in this one day in one day, right? <laughs> all in one day. <laughs> I've been doing this new thing where I fly places where my clients are, take a seminar and then get treated by as many people as I can while I'm there, which is like super fun for me and just the best experience. And I think one of my favorite parts of my job is that I get to work with MFR therapists all day long. And I get to get treated by you, you know, when the opportunity arises. So get to know you guys in the coaching relationship, but also as MFR practitioners and colleagues. And that's been really, really special and fun. So 
All right, let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about, did any of you all have hesitations coming to coaching, knowing that there were other people in your area in the coaching container? Like, was that a weird thing? Was that something you guys thought about? Didn't think about it. Wasn't weird. I did know that Rob was in it because um, one day I, I was seeing Rob for a session. I think he had your book. And I was like, oh, I know who that is. How's her book? And he's like, I'm doing coaching. It's great. And I was like, yeah, I'm not ready for it yet. And he was like, well, she would talk you through that. I'm, you know, I'm sidetracking, <laughs> so I'm trying to be short about it. It still took me a whole, at least another year to get to it. But no, I didn't think about anyone else local being in it as in any kind of way. Yeah. What about you, Patty? No. Well, I mean, I knew Leslie was going to be in it. She was the one I had read your book and I had listened to your podcast, but I'd only listened to your podcast as a result of Leslie mentioning you. And I went, oh, you know, I read her book. (laughs) Funny thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we did the raise your rates boot camp together and then we were both like in. So, and we didn't know that Rob was going to be in the same group, but there we were all three of us. I love it. What was that like for you, Rob, to see people from your community pop up in coaching? I mean, I was stoked because like I could know I could probably go down one rabbit hole and think like, no, like now that I'm going to like shrink the market to be less people for me. It's like, no, <laughs> if, in fact, I thought the opposite. I was like, no, this will help to bring more uh, awareness and excitement to the thing. And uh, being in the desert of this for a while in Richmond, it was just like, this is awesome. And I forgot to mention too, I'm the resident study group leader. So seeing this also overall uh, build, not just in like, say, Patty and Leslie's business, like killing it. And I think there's a, I can't remember some other folks that have come here taking your Richmond, but just seeing just this growing Richmond interest in MFR. Mm-hmm. And some of those folks that are in the study group are also, they're speaking to fellow massage therapists or other folks. And so I, I know there's going to be a few folks from Richmond that are going to be taking the next uh, MFR1 class in Norfolk here in September, which I'll be helping to assist. Awesome. So it, it's just awesome that more and more people are coming to the pie. Yeah, that's so fun. And I think as a therapist who only ever experienced single therapist land, like Lonely Islander, out here Uh to get to watch this experience for you guys and get to be a part of it and to see everybody's businesses grow. You're all growing individually, but also growing in the same community. It's really a cool thing for it to be supportive and not for there to be this idea that there's a competition. Now, I think by human nature, we can all like want to compete with each other and want to be the best, but it literally doesn't hurt Like it doesn't hurt Patty's business if Leslie is fully booked. It doesn't hurt Leslie's business if Rob is fully booked. And it doesn't affect Rob's business if both Patty and Leslie are also fully booked. It's like, there's so many bodies available. Yeah. And actually we, I just hosted a study group this past Sunday, and this is just a shout out to Patty and her business. Like um, one of the therapists there, she is now one, I believe, a working for Patty now starting this coming week or next week. That's very exciting. Congratulations, Patty. Thank you. I'm really excited. I just feel like we have all benefited so much. And there are people who are not in this container in this second who are in your container in Richmond. You know, we we're all different. We're all going to appeal to different people in town. I mean, we all live in different areas, too. 
I mean, and Richmond's not small. People like to kind of, if they can stay in their niche, they can. And mm-hmm. if they want to travel across town, they can, because they're like, hey, I like Leslie. She's super cool. I like that she treats out of her house or I love what she does, or I like going to see Rob and what Rob has to, I mean, we all have something different to offer or the folks who live on the other side of the river. And honestly, we can't all see everybody in Richmond. Like Rob has not been able to see everybody in Richmond. He yeah. hasn't been able to reach everybody in Richmond. And I think as we grow and as more people become aware of myofascial release, I think it only benefits our community. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's really cool to have that perspective and that attitude, right? It's like you couldn't physically see all of the people that live in the area. So how many therapists do you think are actively practicing MFR only right now in your area that you could just like count off your hands? Eight. I wrote them down. Okay. So I think eight and then... Go Leslie. A couple others that I know practice it and then maybe with some other stuff. And that's not counting uh, two former students that I know will be in MFR. One in September in Norfolk, I'll be there too. Who knows where they'll go with it. But, um, and I could have missed someone. And I was, mm-hmm. when I was thinking about it recently and I have, I have had work from five local therapists over the past, whatever time, year or two years, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Like, I like yeah. the fact that there's, even if I mainly see most people at study group and I didn't make it yesterday. But I like that community part of it. And uh, it's cool having lots of choices and lots of therapists. I don't think I've ever lived anywhere. Even in Tennessee, when I wasn't practicing MFR only, there were several people I could get to for MFR. But mm-hmm. not as much as here, though, come to think of it. But Okay. I love that. So, and this question might be more for you, Rob, but I think the ladies could answer this too. What would you guys say was the biggest difference between your business before you came for coaching and what is the biggest tangible change you've had since you've received coaching? I would say for myself, just the confidence level, engaging with my clients on just the various aspects of trying to encourage people to come in and see me and also getting out of, I think, a place that we had coached on privately about, which was just relating to approaching how you sell MFR to an individual. Yeah. And that was something that was a nice big hurdle for me to, it was actually just this nice little switch up of realizing that I'm helping them in a way versus I'm actually trying to be some kind of schizoid or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is easy to like slip into the thought, like I'm doing something wrong because if I have to sell this, it's somehow bad. Yeah. So I feel so much more confident with just the emphasis on the potential for results and the encouragement of like, the more often you see me, the better things are going to happen versus feeling like the more often you see me means more money in my pocket or something like that type of thing. (laughs) And where I would then feel like guilty or shitty or something like my behavior, like I'd start to become more of a judger of my behavior and stuff. Yeah. And then you get distracted and then you're not actually in that selling relationship with your client where you're like fighting for them to get the result that they want. You're more like, maybe you pull back and you don't offer them a package or you don't offer them to reschedule as often as you really think that they would benefit from coming in. So that's good. I would, I like that result for you. (laughs) And to speak to that too, sorry. um, 
like I've had some clients that have seen me before coaching and then after coaching that have seen that difference too, like where I've emphasized coming in more often. And so they've mm -hmm. taken me up on it and then they've seen even more. So it just re-emphasizes or reaffirms to me the importance of what I've been able to feel ease with speaking to folks about MFR versus where I was with some of those folks in the past. Great. What about you, Patty? It's funny because, you know, I know I've said this, that I thought I was going to just get all the ins and outs of how to, you know, do this business well. And what I learned was that I was a terrible people pleaser. And that really got in the way of successfully conveying the results that these clients would receive. I would feel like some kind of radar, like I would feel something was going on in the room. And then I would either just not try very hard to try and get them to come back, or I would scare them off probably because I was talking too much. <laughs> you know, I would have said that I was super confident and that people pleasing thing just really got in my way. And you have helped me get really, really clear on where that trips me up. You know, you have also helped me raise my rates and make it like super streamlined, so easy for me to just go, oh yeah, of course that's what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And I've done that not once, but twice. You've helped me figure out how to like kind of move forward. I wouldn't be where I am right now if you hadn't helped me kind of clear up some of this stuff because I would still be trying to figure out why I wasn't getting through to people, why they couldn't just get it. Mm -hmm. Why didn't they understand why MFR was so good? Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Those are, you know, the huge takeaways that it totally, totally surprised me. And, you know, that resonates out into the rest of my life. I find myself having better relationships, having better interactions with my family members, my friends. The coaching stuff definitely comes up, mm -hmm. you know, having hard conversations with people that you know, just asking them in a different way instead of telling them how to do things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going to circle back to that in a minute. I want to come back and ask you guys more questions. Leslie, what about for you? What's been your biggest takeaway? The biggest takeaways, tiny bit of background is thinking in a business way is not natural for me at all. So like my natural focus, like what I think about and focus on are like ideas or something philosophical, or like detailed MFR technique or MFR concept, like what's happening other than us physically in the treatment room. So I totally needed coaching because I had no idea how to think about business, how to do it. And therefore my confidence, I didn't have confidence that I could do this. I'm like, well, sure it can be done and all these people can do it, but, but I can't do this. And it's been interesting learning all everything we've learned in coaching, which has been such a mindset shift and a focus shift for me before I could do the practical steps. Well, that's probably everybody. And even then, it is still not my nature to think about the steps of what I need to take to think about my business. I still want to go like somewhere else, and which is why I still need coaching. But the biggest shifts have been moving out of this I used to wake up every morning and all I felt about my day was, oh my God, I can't deal. It was just like, I can't. Anything I thought I wanted to do, I felt like I couldn't do. 
complete shift away from that and stepping into being confident and actually it's basically just stepping into being an MFR therapist. And it was like this switch one day I was like, oh, this is what I am. This is what I have to offer. Therefore I have this to offer. I can talk to people about it and tell them about it. And um, there's all those little details too, but it was the courage and confidence to move forward. And now when I talk to clients, I mean, I'm sure before I was like, do you want to book another appointment? But now it's like, hey, this is how I can help you the most. This is where you're going to get the results that you're looking for. And then I've talked to them about the, you know, what are you looking for? What's your goal here? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's really good. You brought up a lot of really good points. I want to go back for a second and talk about vulnerability and the vulnerability that it takes within yourselves, you know, kind of in a, in this group setting where you get the coaching, you get the help by being vulnerable in front of other people, like bringing your problems into the light so that you can get through the problem faster, right? Or so that you can see the problem in a different way and just, you know, make decisions from there. What has the experience of vulnerability been like for you guys on the student end of being in the coaching container? For me, it's just, it seems like it's just a part of it to embrace, like the more I'm allowing myself to embrace it. And it, it plays into the, just the idea. And I think you say it. And when John says it too, when you like ask questions in front of an audience, it's because there's probably other people that are thinking the same thing or feeling the same thing too. So it's like, why should I not just throw out whatever I'm feeling out there? Cause there's going to be someone that's going to probably resonate with it just as much as it's impacting me. Yeah, for sure. That's a thousand percent how it works. What about you ladies? Like what's been your experience with the vulnerability that it takes with the courage and vulnerability can sometimes be interchangeable. What it takes to get the help that you're seeking, even when maybe you don't even know what you need help with. I don't think I, I'm always been somebody who asks questions and puts myself out there. So sometimes just do things before I think about, think about it. But mostly because I, you know, if I don't ask the questions then I'm not going to get the answers. And I guess I, maybe I worry about it later about the courage or the vulnerability. I just feel like it's what I have to do in order to move forward. That's what I invested in this and I'm doing the work because I want to receive the benefit. And the only way I can receive the benefit is to ask the questions. And yeah, sometimes my questions are probably going to resonate with somebody else or my challenges are going to resonate with somebody else. I don't know that, but I I don't think I've worried about it. I don't think I have. Yeah. I mean, if it hasn't bothered you before, now is not the time. No, no, no. I talk too much. That was my biggest worry is that I asked too many questions. Oh, no, I don't think so. Not that I've noticed. (laughs) What about you, Leslie? So I would say it was very hard and then very freeing. It's not about asking questions for me. Like I'll ask questions left and right, but it's the admitting to others how I'm feeling Mm. or what I'm struggling with that. And there was that time in December of 2022, and I will always remember it. And you talked me through it and I could feel a physical shift in my body. And I felt such a shift. And at the end of the call, and then that shift continued to the, when I did a series. So, but it's hard 
because it's hard to like put yourself out there and but it's so worth getting to the other side of it and I realized fairly early on in the first round of coaching I'm like oh I'm gonna have to admit I'm having trouble with x I'm gonna have to admit this publicly it's just part of my process I'm gonna have to admit this in order to start the ball rolling so it can mm-hmm. move forward yeah yeah I think I've witnessed all three of you being vulnerable in different ways you know like around rates, around being fully booked, around, you know, do I do this with my space or like, you know, these certain things, whatever it is. And I think it's helpful for everybody. Like the more more vulnerable you're willing to be, the faster you go in your business, the faster you make changes, you know, the faster you can see, oh, this decision I made no longer works for me. I need to make a new decision versus like going into the river of misery where we just get really hard on ourselves about whatever decision we made. Instead of seeing like the freedom in, hey, I made this decision and I have so much flexibility to change my mind or do something different. I've seen with all three of you, the fast pace you've moved at in making decisions, even when it hasn't seemed fast, maybe to yourself. Like I know Leslie's like, what do you mean? I haven't moved fast. <laughs> like, But actually like you have moved so fast, especially from if we go back to like when I first met you in Raise Your Rate Bootcamp and like the idea that you had to decide to be an MFR therapist and go all in. And like you were all in and on board like very shortly. That's one of my favorite transitions to see therapists make is from like, am I an MFR therapist to I am an MFR therapist? And that switch alone can change everything about your business. I know, Rob, you've always been an MFR therapist, but was there ever a moment you can remember like when you had that shift? I'm sure it was way before we did coaching together, but like that physical shift in your body from I was this and now I am this. Well, that was the first class, just being in the first class because it was just like, this is what I'm going to be doing. So yeah. It was just a, almost like a matter of a fact type of thing. Mm-hmm. What about you, Leslie? Do you remember like us having those discussions? Oh, yes. I remember in Raise Your Rates being terrified when figuring out the rate and you're like, yeah, good, now that's your discounted rate in my face. Like, I was like, what? I can't possibly charge more. And I remember <laughs> telling you that I was like so energetically drained and stressed out that I didn't want to help more people. Oh yeah, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> and it didn't take me long to like laugh at myself for that. Yeah. What about you, Patty? Do you remember the shift? Yeah, yeah, I do because you know I came out of massage school with no intention of focusing on it. I thought I was going to do integrated massage. Oh, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) It didn't take long for me to figure out that that is not what I wanted to do, and that what I was really doing was MFR. Only I was calling it integrative massage. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, like actually. Switching over, I remember I was driving to my first course in a really long time. I was driving to MFR2 in Delaware. And I remember telling my husband, I have got to just do MFR. That's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And it's time. It felt really good to just kind of let go of all that other stuff, all these other ideas. And it's been easy. Like that part of it has been so easy since. I love that. This is such a good share for all of the people that are listening that are maybe not quite yet identifying as MFR therapists. Like they want to do MFR only, but the leap to that seems really, you know, really scary or really difficult. 
that relief you get when you make that decision and how easy it actually is to go all in with MFR. Like I think once you make that shift, it makes everything else so easy because you're not having a ton of offers on your menu. You're not having to sell MFR over massage, right? And it's just, it makes everything easier, more organized, more clear, I think to the clients too. So that's helpful. Hi listeners, just so you know, today is the last day to enroll for the MFR Coaches 12-month Business Foundation program. When you enroll by midnight tonight, you can opt into a payment plan or pay in full, whichever you like at no additional cost to you. And I'm going to send you the workbook. This is the last opportunity to enroll in the program in 2023. So jumpstart your business or take your business from wherever you are right now, get control over it so that you can create a six figure business. And this time next year, you could be reaching that goal. You could be experiencing what that's like. I want every MFR therapist to be wealthy and to never under earn or never burn out. So join us in the program today. Go to www.dmfrcoach.com backslash coaching links in the show notes, and I'll see you there. What would you guys say would be advice you would give to people who haven't yet switched to MFR only, or who are maybe in a similar situation that you guys are in, right? Like you're in a town or in an area where there's lots of MFR therapists. You've got a newbie on the scene who's had a couple of seminars and they're thinking about going all in on their MFR business, but they're looking around and thinking, oh, well, I'm just a novice. So I can't do this. Or I need to have this amount of seminars under my belt before I open up my MFR only practice. What would you guys tell them? Just do it. I would tell them to get treated. And honestly, just do it and get treated. And when they're in session, just bring it back to what they're feeling in their hands. Just focus on what they're feeling in their hands. I mean, there's a bunch of other things I would tell them too, but there's no benefit to waiting. I learned that from coaching too, you know? Yeah. You'll never, like, if you wait to feel ready, you'll just continually like push out the ready date. Because we're waiting to feel ready. That's yeah. the, state. the state is waiting to feel ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ready doesn't just happen. I was just going to add, the benefit of being in a town like we are is that you can go see these other therapists and get treated more. Cause obviously I think that that really is going to help them move forward and help give them some idea of what it really feels like to do this work. I think it's, that's one of the ways that we figure it out. The other way is to actually do it. Just what Leslie said is like, there's no benefit in waiting, right? There is no benefit. And you can't get, you know, taking the classes is insufficient you have got to do the work. Yeah. What do you think, Rob? I mean, if your thoughts are getting in the way, then go see Heather. <laughs> Listen to Heather's <laughs> podcast because that's the main thing I think is like uh, we're standing in our own ways from moving forward. So it just if we feel like we're just holding ourselves back, then it doesn't hurt to, you know, get a second opinion. I mean, that was what I did when I was my whole reasoning for coming to see you because I felt like I was in a place where I, you know, I needed help. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily to decide on MFR, but just to take control of my business in a better way. Yeah. For just deciding on MFR, I mean, if it just resonates with you, like it resonated with me on that first day of class, 
or whatever was that aha moment for you, just let that speak for itself and let it be the driving force to help you go forward with turning your business into all MFR. Yeah, I love that. I think Melanie from the group posted in the Facebook group today about how she had been on the fence, you know, between like doing massage and doing MFR only. And it, you know, tried to have someone doing massage so she could focus on MFR. And like, she just decided to do MFR only. And then like all of a sudden had like eight new clients and, you know, really started to see that shift in things just starting to work out. And I wanted to just kind of shout her out because she's also in the Richmond area and to see like, it's so cool again, to just see that transformation from getting rid of all the extra shit and all the extra modalities that are just distracting you from actually doing what you want to do because you think other people want these other things. They only want the other things because they're familiar, right? And it's our job as MFR therapists to start to make MFR mainstream and familiar and the thing that everybody wants because we are the ones educating them. So very important. And it's exciting to see you guys all being fully booked. Like this is lots of clients. And you know, with the new the way we're doing the new group coaching, the 12 month program, now I'm collecting all of this data. So I was just bringing up like the report from this week from people that have turned in reports. So like out of the 51 people that are in the group right now, 24 people submitted for last week. And last week, over 212 people were seen and over $35,000 in cash was collected just from people in our group. And that's only like half the people reporting it, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to guess it's closer. And even with some of this, some people don't even have their businesses open yet. So there's, you know, $0 reported for some people. It's really exciting. So on that note, what do you guys think about this new way we're reporting stuff and gathering data? How is that? What are your thoughts about the new program? Well, that just stands out to me, like hearing it now, like part of me was initially, all right, I'll put my numbers in. But now when you bring that all together, it just shows how much of an impact you're having. Like, because that was a thing I was excited about. I was realizing when I could talk more about MFR effectively and getting people to come in more often, I was seeing a whole lot more people than prior to my business. So hearing those numbers of how many people are being seen from within what was it, 25 submissions? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's super awesome. And I think like eight of those are zero, like zero seen, zero, you know, while we're recording this, we're recording this in August of 2023. And we've only been actively coaching for, we've had three live calls. (laughs) So, you know, like we're on our fourth week of coaching. I was looking at some other data too. And 40% of people that have joined early, like when we had early enrollment, have already made back their money Mm. just from selling MFR. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like, that is huge. And that by the time this airs, this episode's going to air in November, you know, those numbers will be a lot bigger. And we've had over hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash collected by the therapists in our group already just in the first three weeks of collecting the data. So it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to share kind of your numbers or like how much money you've created since you've been coaching? Do you want to talk about your, you can either share your full numbers. Or you want to talk about another thing I'd like to cover too. So how having a thriving practice has created the ability for you guys to go to seminars and, t- and take T for T's. And for anyone that's listening, that's new 
to myofascial release. T for T is therapy for the therapist. It's that one really special seminar where you get fully treated. I think it's like for 15 hours in one week. Mm -hmm. I've done it a few times. I know, Rob, did you go multiple times in this last year for T for T? There was one year and that was when I started coaching with you, but I already had in my sights too, but I did a two week intensive versus just the one only. And then since then, I've been pretty consecutive every year. Like, actually, I just had a T for T for this year about two weeks ago. Okay. And Leslie, you did a back-to-back. Yes. Two weeks in um in March of this year. And in the beginning of 21 before coaching, I did one week. And shout out to the ladies in Melbourne. We love yeah. you. You're fantastic. Yeah. You're wonderful. <laughs> and Patty, you're scheduled to go in March for your T for T? I am. I was going to go to Malvern because I love the ladies in Malvern, but Mm -hmm. Rob was offering a deal when I was out there in Sedona and I was like, oh my God, I love Sedona. (laughs) Yeah. Let me see if I can. So I scheduled to do repeat two classes before I do my T for T. So I'll be in Sedona for two weeks. Amazing. And that's Rob therapy on the rocks. Not Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not this Rob, the other Rob. (laughs) Yeah. That's so funny. What do you think the long-term benefits are to your business for like taking this high level care of your bodies and yourselves by spending the money and the time to go to T for T's regularly? Like Rob and Leslie have like, what do you, we'll have to like circle back to Patty after she experiences it. But what do you think the ripple effect in the long-term I mean, I've been in more encouraging with multitude of my clients. Not everyone's bit, but I've actually had two clients this year go to uh, T for T. Actually, you were there for uh, one of the weeks there, Patty. I was. What are the chances that I'd go to Malvern and two of Rob's clients would be there? <laughs> that's so fun. That's really I was cool. there for SES. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. So you got to work on them. Yes, I did. What about you, Leslie? Well, I'm going to quote Sarah Bora. Shout out to Sarah. She said, I am the asset and taking care of the asset. So there's that aspect of it in T for T. And it's amazing. So you're clearing things from your own body. So you're clearing your injuries and your hurts, but also your bullshit in your head too. So there's that. (laughs) And it makes you a better therapist to feel their touch. But not just that. I don't know. There's something that happened. And then it's also kind of expanded for me, like what's possible with my clients. And I feel like I can better assess when I think this person really like, they probably need to go do a one or two week intensive where prior to me experiencing it, I wouldn't have that same kind of recognition. And then I also can talk to them about like, yeah, I felt like crap too. Like I, I came home and I ached for three weeks or something. And this is it's just part of it, the ups and downs post-treatment when you hurt before you feel better and strange things happen. So there's that aspect as well. As well. But the most important thing for me, honestly, is just selfish because I love it and and my body needs it. And mm. that two weeks was like fantastic. And I'm trying to figure out, can I leave my life for three weeks and do three weeks in a row? Hell yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I would love to go... I think Sarah, hello, Sarah again. I think she goes like every quarter. I don't know, but I'm like, maybe I can go every quarter. It's just such a great experience. Oh my gosh. A bunch of us from coaching should go at the same time. <laughs> that, would be that would be crazy. That would be, we have to maybe plan something like that. It'd be like so fun. Yeah, we should, we could rent a big house and 
Yeah, we could do so much fun stuff. Oh my gosh. I'm just extremely proud at the level of care you all take for the amount of treatment you guys get outside of, you know, therapy for the therapist and outside of the study group room. I think that that is very valuable, but I think that act of paying for treatment and making sure that you get the treatment is so vital to your ability to talk to your patients and be like, look, I'm not only the therapist, but I'm a patient and I have a human body that needs to be taken care of. And I take care of it versus, you know, I just don't know that it's been super normalized in our community to do that. So we're the ones that have to normalize it for everybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get week, I almost weekly treatment and I could not do what I'm doing because I really hurt myself last year. Mm-hmm. I could not do this without that lady at the end. Well, for me, she's at the end. Mm-hmm. Rob has worked on me and so has Leslie. And yeah. I'm so grateful that I have therapists in town like this because I probably needed surgery. Mm-hmm. If I didn't do that, I couldn't say the things that I say to my clients. So I'm super enthusiastic to see what T4T will reveal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Leslie, you had quite a bit big injury a few months ago and yeah, wrote it out and like way down in your schedule. And then yeah, did that back to back T4T. What's your experience been like since you have been back from that? So when I came back from that, I still had a little bit of achy, a little bit of hurt, a little bit of nerve pain going down the left arm, but I could tell something was different. I was a little worried. And then a week after I was like, oh, it's better. And for, I don't know, six weeks, it was like every week I realized I was better. I was better. So I still like at maxing at two clients a day when I first came back and then I gradually went to three and I stayed at three for a while. And then here and there, I would add in a fourth and then it's maybe July. I finally actually opened it. So it's four a day, but I was careful to not just jump back in, but I let myself just take the time I needed, but it was really interesting every week and not just one week, but like two months of every week noticing a change from it. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. What is it like, I guess, for all of you? Because I know you're all experiencing this at different levels, but, and maybe you're not experiencing security around the amount of clients you have and the amount of money you're bringing in. So you have to let us know, but what's your relationship with like to money now and with your client load and then the idea of taking time off to go and do these things? Where's your security level? What are your brains doing? Mine has gotten a whole lot better. I mean, you've known that I've had issues with the whole scarcity thing for even despite having like a 100K business. Mm -hmm. But I think this year has probably been at least where I've noticed something either of a shift where it'll still come up, but it's like it doesn't stay with me. It, It moves through because I'm setting these additional factors with my business finances that make it feel more easy for me to not get so caught up in the right in front of you details like oh I don't have this many people on a list oh my gosh things are going to shit everything's (laughs) going to crash and burn I'm screwed and then then within next week all of a sudden I'm like all booked out again I'm just like (laughs) and like oh what was all that panic about (laughs) (laughs) yeah type of thing it's gotten so much better and again I'd say it's not gone it's just it doesn't stay with me like it used to Mm -hmm. and in a sense, I guess you could say that river of misery, except it was like a river of scarcity. 
Yeah. When I feel like it was like a year ago this month where you were like really in it, right. Where like you were kind of confused about your client load, confused about your price. And how did making changes to that impact you now a year later? Like what's the difference between last August and this August for you? Well, I, I was still struggling with that. I think it was with some more coaching we had around January where things sort of got straightened out a little more. And I okay. re- that's where I essentially realized, oh, I was not fully engaged with my rate raising and my reasons why I was raising my rates. Mm-hmm. So I re looked at my facts and did some personal, like, I guess, changes and evaluations about that. And I essentially then came to something I felt completely cozy with. I also opened the door to the packages, which I initially started with, and then I stepped away from, and now I'm doing again. Mm-hmm. But I have like some of these different ways of thinking about you, how I use the packages. But anywho, so it's just helped to make me feel much more, I guess, at ease with even if I had like a week or two, not saying that I have so far, yay. But if I did that, it just feels easier to just sort of roll with it. And I think the other thing you might have mentioned that came out in a group coaching session, which is just that even the businesses that we run, they're not linear. Yeah. I can't remember how you exactly phrased it, but it was just something along those lines. Like Mm -hmm. running a business isn't linear. Yeah. Especially like when you're self-employed and you're, you know, service-based. Yeah. It's just not linear. It's just like healing. It's not linear. It's going to go up and down. I feel like you now have the resources and the skill level to plan for the time off. Like when you take that time off, how do you feel while you're not like actively earning money for that time off while you're taking care of yourself? I you mean, when I'm taking time off, like I almost am just like, cause I know the reasons of why I'm doing it, whether it's for myself or for my, like if it's CEUs or something along those lines, like I just know that that's going to pay back tenfold. And that I'm in a sense, it's also an aspect of like, you're investing in yourself and what you believe in. So that I have complete faith in that I know, like, it doesn't matter if I have that time off, I'm, it's going to be good for me and good for my business. I like, yeah. One more question for you, Rob, and then I'll move on to the ladies is, so you have had a six figure year. Have you had two six figure years in a row already, or are you headed towards your second six figure year? Yeah, I'm headed towards my second this year. And I was, yeah, I was probably like just about 4,000, 5,000 shy from my first year when I started with you. Okay. So this is your third year of coaching with me. Yes. It's crazy. I, I know. Love I love it. <laughs> what is it like to get to that six figure goal the first year? I mean, we're just going to call it six figures if you're 4,000 shy. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, took you 13 months to get there. Wow. What is it like to be able to repeat that over and over again and it not to be a fluke? It's just, it's awesome. It's it's just super awesome. And actually one of the things I was looking at in my numbers and my revenue aspect is like, is my average month was nothing below Mm 6,000. And prior to you, like, I think I would only have like a 3,000 or a Maybe if I was lucky, my one best month, which was 8,000. And now like it'll fluctuate to between somewhere about 6,000 to 13,000, depending on if there's a core load of packages being sold in one month. Amazing. Yeah. It's nice too, that you can look at those numbers and have this option of the package so that if you need to create more money for whatever reason, 
you can manipulate those numbers by selling more packages to build up your funds for whatever reason, right? You just get to do that on demand, which I think is a really cool thing to be able to do. It's like, oh, I can make money whenever I want to. It's like a faucet I can turn on and turn off. And getting to that point in your business is a lot different than when you're finding your very first clients and you never had a fully booked day and you've never had a fully booked week. But I think when you get to where you're at, you can kind of look back in fondness of like the struggle to create what you have now. It didn't Mm. happen overnight. It wasn't easy, but you were able to use skills to make it happen faster and then to recreate it over and over again now. Mm. Like no one can take those skills away from you. Right. Yeah. How about you, Patty? What's it like for you to have the financial resources to fund your MFR lifestyle? It's pretty awesome. (laughs) I mean, I I was gone in June and July, and then I took time off in August for my daughter's baby shower. It's nice to see that the end of the month that I'm making sometimes more than I did in the month that I worked every single day that I was supposed to work. Mm -hmm. to take a week off or to take 10 days off and it not change the impact of my bottom line is a good feeling. Doing the things that I've been doing to take care of myself are certainly worth it because I I couldn't keep doing what I was doing if I wasn't getting the MFR. I couldn't do it as well if I wasn't getting the training. I'm so grateful for the position that I'm in, you know, Life is always changing and I am super grateful. Just very recently, my husband was laid off from 30 year job and I'm thinking, okay, we'll be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to figure this out. And, you know, I was already positioned to add an employee because I just had to. My my only choice was to either stop something, you know, quit taking new clients because I was two months out or see if this was something that I was going to want to do. And so far, I'm super excited about adding another person. Yeah. On a little space. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And I think it's so like, while we never want our spouses or our partners to lose a job and for us to go from like not responsible for everything to responsible, it's nice to like, I can just see in your nervous system that while it's a scary thing, it's not taking over you and you're not making decisions to hire based on, you know, scarcity or based on like, I have to do this now, right? Because that pressure that we put on ourselves when it's not something we want to be doing is totally different than I'm making this choice to have an employee now. These are my reasons why I like everything. I've checked all the likes And now we're just going to play and have fun and like figure out how this works now. I will say that, you know, when we were figuring out like the bottom line of like, Mm -hmm. oh, we might have to pay for insurance, you know, cover the cost of insurance. I was like, well, if I add one extra visit a week, which is not a big shift from 16 to 17, if I add one extra, you know, that could cover the cost of insurance. I love knowing that because this is a thing that lots of people struggle with, like in leaving their jobs to do MFR, especially when they carry the insurance is like, and I tell everybody, I'm like, figure out how much that insurance freaking costs you so that you can make decisions based on how many sessions does this cost me? It's so badass to be able to be like, I just need to do one extra session a week. Done. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I don't want that to continue forever, but I had a plan. I was like, oh, I'll just do this. Yeah. Where before it would have just been overwhelming. Our nervous system mm-hmm. would have been completely overwhelmed. 
I lived that life as a physical therapist assistant for years, you know, yeah. things going up and down, up and down with my finances. And now it's like, oh, I'll just add one more person and and that'll cover the cost of insurance because we're going to be fine. Yeah, I love it. It's unbothered, unbothered. Yeah, unbothered. What about you, Leslie? What's it been like to be able to go through a nerve injury, go down to two clients a day and then build all the way back up? But in the meantime, like, I just remember watching you go through that and like you were very steady about it, not meaning that you're gonna have to shut your doors, not meaning that it was forever, which is, it's a hard thing to do when you're in that much pain. What was that like for you? And how had setting up all these foundations, how helpful was that in getting you through that crisis? Yeah, definitely the foundation was there. My thoughts had cleaned up so much. So that was kind of new behavior for me because I made the choice. I'm like, this is not mean that I'm supposed to quit. In the past, I may have meant it, let it mean that. And that's all from, from coaching. And yeah, it was scary, but I really just held to the thought, like when I heal from this and that mm-hmm. I will be at the fully booked rate. And it's interesting because like, like money wise, I feel very abundant. That's this year. I'm like, I feel abundant, but I'm also realizing I'm like, oh, if I actually do want to hit six figures, I have to increase my rates and I have no problem taking time off. So there's that. And Mm -hmm. like I looked in the past 12 months, I had 11 weeks off. Some of it was injuries and illness. That's amazing though. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't like, I don't feel bad about it. I'm like, great. I'm going to take another class or, or whatnot. And But I do realize I haven't been long enough yet at like 16 clients a week. So I have a little bit of fear. I still get overwhelmed by the client load sometimes. Mm. So it's like, okay, I recognize like that's something to work on as well as the rates. But I have the tools from coaching. Like I avoid things for a long time. It's probably Mm. noticeable. But it's right there and ready for me when I'm ready to like stop avoiding and face it. The tools are there, but I didn't know when I went to T for T and I actually had had that scheduled already. I have not had any panic like, oh no, I won't see clients for two weeks or I won't see clients for one week or I don't offer 4.30 appointments. None of that. It's, um, which I'm really grateful for because I used to operate from a people pleasing place as Mm -hmm. referenced earlier of like, well, people want this or my 10 a.m.s book before anything else. Who would have thought? You talk to anybody else, they're like, oh no, people can't come during night. You've got to be open nights and weekends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my Mondays are always like Mondays are and like they're always booked and yeah. most solid. Um, I have five days that offer availability now. And I kind of like it. I like it front stacks a little bit, but I feel good and I feel solid, but I do have moments of, oh crap, am I gonna be able to keep this up? Or oh shit, I'm gonna have to raise my rates so I can. Well, I know the raising your rate is your, like the bane of your existence, but you know, Patty's done it twice. Rob's done it at least Mm -hmm. twice, right? Like he's had price adjustments. I think that, you know, it's just like the next step in the journey, like the next level up, right? Yeah. You 18 months ago got your, like the decisions you made 18 months ago when you joined Raise Rate Bootcamp and all that has gotten you to where you are now. And you just quickly outgrown. Yeah. that stage, right? 
So it's just the next thing. But when I first met you, you were like, I don't really like want to see more than three people a day. It wasn't about that you couldn't do it. Like you were just like, I don't want to be around that many people. It's too overwhelming. And now you're like, oh, I'm at 16 people a week. You know, maybe that's my max. Like, yeah, I mean, that's a Mm -hmm. huge change. (laughs) That's a lot of people. Yeah, it is totally fun. In session is fantastic. I really, I mean, it's not always fantastic, but most of the time it actually really is. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a challenge. It's later. It's just the, mm-hmm. it's the after effect later. So I can always go into the, I can go into channel three in session, but can I get to the point where I can go to channel three in my life? When I can get there, then I'll be golden. Yeah. And you'll just slowly titrate yourself up to that where you're making conscious decisions about what are the activities that I participate in that create the channel three experience for me. Oh. Right. Instead of how do I jam myself into channel three to experience this? Uh huh. Right. Like there's just so many ways to experience that or have that experience happen for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think all three of you are just such badasses. I feel so lucky that I get to interview you multiple times on my podcast. Thank you for being willing to be famous. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm the biggest nerd. So, anyway, any final thoughts as we close out the show? Where can people find you? What do you want to say? I was just going to more give some props to Leslie too, since I've been in coaching with her for a little bit and I've gotten to see her and how she's blossomed, which is just really awesome. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, your confidence, girl. Mm. It's been killing it. It's so fun (laughs) to watch those transformations and it can be so subtle, but it's such a baller thing to have happen, right? And to... And to also like admit, like sometimes this is just sucky, right? Like I love how honest you are about it. It's not always rainbows and unicorns. There's some real grit that you have to have and some real tears that are shed. Like we've all cried. Patty, have you cried? Yeah, right? On camera? I don't know if I've, I've definitely cried. (laughs) (laughs) You have to raise your hand. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, like we've all cried and it's a fun experience, I think. People are listening. They're like, why would I sign up to cry on camera? (laughs) Because it's fun. You like it later. It's fine. It'll feel better later. (laughs) Yes. All right. So let's close out. Why don't you all tell the audience where they can find you and also tell them like why they should come for coaching. (laughs) Let's get the coaching container a plug. Yeah. I said something. So I guess I have to talk. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's your turn, Patty. You go, Patty. So exhalemfr.com is my website. I can also be found at exhalerva on Instagram and exhale myofascial release RVA on Facebook. And you definitely should, as I tell everybody that I meet who is an MFR therapist, you should definitely invest in yourself and your business and experience what it's like to have Heather Hommel in your life. Well, actually, if I could figure out how to get everybody into your coaching, I tell everybody they need coaching, period. <laughs> Aww, that's nice. Um, I was just telling my daughter this morning that coaching is better than therapy. So if that's not enough said, but your business will be forever changed, you will be forever changed. Thanks, Patty. I'll go next. So you can find me at James River MFR. And my Facebook is James River Malfascial Release. I'm also the artist behind the uh, 
the fascial skeletons, like fascial testing is a different story for everyone. I know some folks sort of know me through that aside from, yeah. <laughs> oh, and as far as, um, yeah, why you should come out and get coached, because I think you've sort of said, Heather, that our brains are just like the biggest assholes to us. <laughs> and, you know, it. you need, if you just find yourself constantly beating yourself up, it's great to have someone in your corner that's not your brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. just let you know how things are and keep it neutral so you don't get so bugged out with the emotional ties that come with those thoughts. Perfect. All right, Leslie, close us out. Okay, so um, resonance, myofascialrelease.com is a website and it's the same on Instagram and Facebook, but you can find me in the Richmond area. Come see me or just friend me on Facebook and we can chat or something. I think if you as an MFR therapist, if this is what you want to do, and if you like, if you're sitting there and you're like, I wish I could do this, or I wish I was fully booked, or I wish I could charge more, or I want, if you want any aspect of what you've heard in coaching, and and if there's those thoughts, but if you have the, but this, or, but I can't that, or, but I can't that, you are investing in yourself with coaching. And it's almost hard to describe the tools you learn is going to carry you for so much more than just the coaching, but it's it. This is where you go to learn how to offer what you have to offer the world in spite of all the butts and the fears and everything. It's like where you go to learn how to put John's work into the world. If there's something that's hitching you up, there's any kind of stop or lack of confidence or fear or anything, all of that can be legitimately truly overcome. And when we get treated, but it's definitely overcome in coaching as well. And um, yeah, it'll just change your life. It'll change your business and it might hurt first. So this is for the people out there, like it just might hurt first. If that's your journey, I'm going to let me normalize that for you. But what's on the other side of it, like what we tell our clients is amazing. It's the MFR for business. Yeah. Thank you so much. This MFR for your business. I love that. I love that comparison. I feel honored to even be related to any of these sentences you guys are saying. So thanks again for being here. Thanks everybody in the audience for listening and being a part of the podcast. We are now over, well, by the time this airs, we might be close to 50,000 downloads, but we are today over 40,000 downloads, which is Sweet. You know, it's pretty crazy. Ooh. So let's celebrate that a little bit. Wow. Thanks to all of my panelists for being here and I'll see you all on Tuesday for coaching. I'll coach your faces right off for everybody else. I'll see you next Monday on another episode of the MFR coaches podcast. See you later. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. My mission is to help every MFR therapist become a part of the movement where no MFR therapists ever under earn or burn out. Join my 12 month coaching program, You'll spend the first 90 days setting up your foundation to create your six-figure business. Then you'll go to work and uncover exactly what's holding you back from the business that you want and desire. Get support while you raise your rates, set your policies, and learn how to talk about MFR and how to sell MFR in service of your clients. Learn exactly how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town and even if you've had your business for years. This program is open to all MFR therapists who want to create what is possible when you stop playing small and start showing up in your full power as the John Barnes trained MFR therapist you are. Put your magic to work in the world and help more people get out of pain and back to active lifestyles. I'll help you do it. 
go to www.themfrcoach.com backslash coaching and sign up right now.